Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink. And let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Wednesday at the Shores. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark. Um, So I'm not even going to spare you any formalities. Let's just get right into our time at the Shores, shall we? Lee... Holy, somebody come get their sister because <laughs> she is high key annoying for me. Um, Lee is just in, and she's very intent on pushing Trace back into music. And Trace actually obliges her because he wants to buy this property and he wants to uh, kind of start a music venue in Chesapeake Shores. And so he's like, you know what? I need the money for this venue. So let's, let's do the music thing. And she kisses him and he's like, hold on sister. This ain't about that. This is about music. And she's like, that's what you think. And she looks at him with these sultry eyes And I'm like, what in the chicken coop is going on? (laughs) This girl is as subtle as a machine gun. She, she doesn't take no for an answer. I, I, I need her to calm down, please. Can some, can someone provide her with some chill pills, please? Because this ain't going to be what you think it is, ma'am. I'm team Abby and Trace, even though Abby is, (laughs) she love that boy so much she can't stand it, but she doesn't want to admit it. I can tell because at the end of the episode, we see Abby watching a video of Lee and Trace (laughs) and then she slams the computer shut (laughs) mid, mid video that brought up a little chuckle out of me. It brought up a little chuckle out of me. The episode opens up, though, with um, Mick, the father, getting news about Kevin. And the and Gran, I was going to call her the Gran. <laughs> Gran, she immediately starts praying. And so she, Jess is right there. And so they kind of start to form a circle so that they could pray together. And Abby's just like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I can't deal, not right now. Pardon me, as I have a cough drop in my mouth. But um, she is uh, she rushes out because it's now time for her court hearing. If you guys remember from episode two, her husband, Wes, served her with a custody modification to go for full custody of the girls. 
And so now is the court hearing for just that. So she's off to New York and Mick is a pilot. So he is flying her to New York and um, who else is there? The mom is there. I forget. Oh, Megan. That's her name. Megan is there. Their mom. Connor is there. And the dad is there for support, which is really, really cool. And we don't see an angry Connor in this episode, which I'm grateful for because that hurt me. I'm like, best friend, I don't like to see you hurt, you know. <laughs> um, but it's it's still some stiffness between him and the mom. And um, there's he still can come off uh, a bit rough around the edges. But there's still something lovable about Connor, you know. And they actually Connor and the mom, they have this really sweet moment where he's over her house and um, he eats sandwich. He's eating a sandwich and they're just talking like it's a really, really beautiful moment. Um, I have notes here. So let me see what else happens. And this is <laughs> there was this interesting moment. I don't mean to laugh about it, but. I'm not laughing about it. Um, there's this interesting moment with Jess. I'm still trying to figure her out. But she's she's growing on me um, in how she interacts with Abby's girls. She, she is a wonderful aunt in terms of um, keeping them entertained, watching them, her care for them. But I'm so interested in this moment that they chose to have in this in the episode where it seems she's playing hide-and-seek with them, but she can't find them after a while, and she begins to get worried. But then she ends up finding them. And so I'm wondering where that's going to lead. And we see a little hint of that in the later on in the episode where she's sitting on the kitchen counter, looking out towards the backyard as the girls are playing, Abby gets home finally from New York after everything has transpired and she asks about the girls and Jess is able to locate them directly and Abby's like it's okay Jess you don't have to actually watch them so I'm wondering if that's going to I don't know if that's a setup for something that's going to happen later but I was very curious that that was in there um so let's talk about Abby and Wes in New York um they don't meet in a normal court hearing setting because the judge likes to handles likes to handle these things in her chambers. So they meet around a table, just Abby, Wes, and their respective lawyers, and they try to handle this situation. And it comes out that by Abby actually taking the girls to Chesapeake on the fourth, like we find out in the beginning. It was actually in it actually violated the terms of their custody agreement. So technically, she could have like Wes could. Wes was in his right to file that custody modification. But what I what I appreciate is that you can still tell that even though they don't have romantic interest for one another, they still care about the well being of one another as it relates to the kids. And they don't want to ruin that. They don't want anything to impede upon the other person's visitation rights of the kids. I believe Wes still wants Abby to be involved in the girl's life. And Abby for sure wants Wes to still be involved in the girl's life. And they don't want anything to come in between that. 
And so the the judge, um, oh, Abby ends up filing her own modification. And it comes out that they are both pushing for full custody, which is a whole nother beast now. And the judge says she's not in a position to rule on that matter. But what she can do and what she can say is that as of right now, the girls will be spending summers in Chesapeake Shores. Now, she said, comes the fall, like, you guys got to mitigate something and have some type of understanding before the school year because the judge doesn't want to get involved. She was like, y'all need to work this out. So we will see. There are three more episodes left. Um, So we will see where that leads. Now, let me see if I covered everything. Oh, and get and they find Kevin. How could I forget this? Kevin is found and he is being transported to a hospital. Thank the Lord our brother Kevin is okay. And so now we go on to episode six. I don't know what it is about the even numbers, but in the even episodes, this is where the stuff goes down. The episode opens. With this young woman coming into the Chesapeake, the O'Brien house. First of all, that house is gorgeous. I don't know why it's taken me six episodes to say this. But that house is beautiful. Oh, my goodness. So this young woman comes up and Abby's like, uh, excuse me. How are y'all? And she's like, hi. And she actually, she's like, Abby, right? And Abby's like, yes. And she's like, yeah, that it was a one out of three chance I got that right. And Abby's like, here I am. And we are, <laughs> I, these words coming out of my mouth are still a surprise. Her name is Georgia. She's Kevin's fiance. I know. Let's just, just let that bake your noodle. My man's got a whole fiance in the building. Ain't say nothing to nobody. But then we hear from, it was either Jess or Bree, I don't remember, um, how normally when they have their catch-ups, he's always asking about the others, and no one's really asking about him. Which tells you something of their family dynamic. I mean, of course, you can tell they love him dearly because they want him to be well. But I guess in that moment, she realized, like, yo, we don't, we don't ask him how he's doing. Because how did nobody know he had a fiance? Man, oh man. So, And her name is Georgia. She's a trauma doctor. And she kind of drops it on them that instead of going to a hospital, Kevin is going to be recovering at the home. And so Graham and Dad, Gran and Dad are just like, skirt, skirt. What? What what how 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 can we do this? We weren't prepared. Like you can tell it was a bomb that was dropped. No pun okay, that was horrible. I'm just gonna move on. Um and so what did I write here? Oh man, yeah. So we meet Trace's mom, who's just an adorable she's so adorable. And Trace is still trying to go for this property and is trying to get financial means to obtain it. And so he go he tries to get a loan through his dad and his dad is like, son, listen, 
you need to have some type of stable income. Like you can't just be out here just like flying by the seat of your pants. You have to have something that will keep you. And so Trace then goes to his mom. I don't know if he was trying to passively ask her for money, but she could sense what what was going on. She could totally sense that. So they end up, um, Trace ends up losing out on the property anyway, because we find out, guess who bought it? Abby's dad, Mick. So I'm curious to see where that's going to go in the coming episodes. So let's go to Abby. Abby is at work and this investigator shows up. And so now there is a possible SEC investigation on her company. And she was in some type of leadership role at Capital Management in New York City. So she calls her boss. Her boss ain't got no care in the ding-dang world. He's out there playing golf. And she's like, listen, what, what, is, what is going to happen? Like, what, what is going on right now? He's like, yeah, you know, just lay low. Like, don't even, don't even answer his questions, you know. So she also calls Connor. And Connor's like, just decline to comment. You have the right. And so she declines to comment. And she's completely flustered. On top of dealing with Kevin being back, meeting his fiance for the first time. Like, it's just a lot going on. And speaking of Connor, Connor's taking the bar. And he has this little sugar dumpling coming up, kissing on him and whatnot. I think her name is Danielle. She's cute, but we still don't know her yet. So the jury is out, okay? <laughs> You don't just let anybody just come up into the fam, okay? You gotta you gotta vet them, all right? So she kissing all up on a kid and I'm like, chill, can we can we get to know one another? Like I need to find out more about you, sis, before you just all and kiss up on my brother. Like, please. But um so there's something there. They were in study group they were in study group together. But he takes the bar and he ends up coming back, coming back home, coming back to Chesapeake Shores so that he can spend time with the family. And then Bree, Bree up and left for Chicago. No, not telling anyone anything. But when she comes back, this scene made me chuckle so loud. She goes into Abby's room and she's like, can I borrow something warm? Abby's like, sure. So she goes into Abby's closet and she's looking through stuff and like she'll pick up one piece of clothing off the shelf and then throw it on the floor and then pick up another piece of clothing and then just throw it on the floor I'm just like it's just like little sisters to just come in and I'm like are you gonna put that back together because <laughs> that has totally happened and I y'all I love my little sister my younger sister I love her to pieces but there are times where she'll ask to use my stuff go through my stuff and just leave it all discombobulated and I'm like excuse me could you put it back so when she did that, when I tell you that is a true younger sister moment, I felt that in my shanana. I did. <laughs> that was a cute scene. But um, <clears throat> did that happen in episode five? Oh, well, listen, everything's running together. In either event, Bree, it comes out that Bree's gentleman caller, Martin, 
is seeing someone else along with her. And it's like, no, go to jail. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Oh, but here is the big kahuna. So as Kevin is recovering, he's going through these these different bouts of pain that's that's very hard and you can tell it's hard for the mom because now he's leaning on Georgia instead of her and I can ooh, I can just imagine how much that that hurts but also Georgia comes off a bit prickly no me gusta right now no me gusta I did not appreciate the way she talked to Brendan um, not Brendan Kevin's mom. <laughs> Disassociate yourself, Daria. Uh, I did not appreciate the way she talked to Megan when they were outside on the porch or the patio. And then Megan asked her, why did you tell me not to cry when when Kevin first came out of the ambulance? And she's like, Kevin always thought he had to save you. And then she details this thing about 9-11 where the mom called Kevin crying because of her friends and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you're crying about your friends, but your son, he's fighting his dad because he needs to, he feels like he has to come up there and save you. And I'm like, all right, sis, there may be some type of truth in what you're saying, but you you don't have to be disrespectful. I felt like her tone was completely unwarranted and you don't know her. I promise you, if I was that mother, Sis, you don't know me. You just met me and you trying to marry my son and this is what you want to present to me right now? <laughs> you got the wrong one. You got the wrong one. I, you want to try that again? You really, you want to try that again? Man, I really didn't appreciate the way Georgia did that. So I I pray she turns a, a leaf within these coming episodes or he just cuts her loose altogether. But I can't I can't take her right now. She's not doing well. It's zero Georgia right now. Family one. OK. But um, we don't learn much about Jess in this episode aside from, uh, you know, she's just there as being part of the family. And like I said, she's growing on me. And then Brian, we see Brie and Trace have a moment, which is cool to see how Trace interacts with other members of the family outside of Abby and the dad. Bree um, enlists Trace, Trace's help to build what looks to, I don't know if it's a birdhouse, but it's like a little house with two doors and, oh, it may be a little book thing, which would be cute. I think it's like a book thing, a bookshelf thing, which would be really, really cute. Um, but, man, I, and th- this is the other big kahuna. I told you I have notes. So I'm looking through them. When Gran had a moment to herself with Kevin, Kevin's been in and out of sleep because he's been sedated. So he mentions, he's like, Grandpa told me I need to talk to someone named Dylan O'Malley. Now, mind you, the grandpa is no longer with us. So he may be go like having some intense dreams right now. And when Gran hears the words Dylan O'Malley, you would have thought she she saw a ghost. So something, she's hiding something. And his name is Dylan O'Malley. 
because she tries to sit her son down, who's the dad, Mick. She tries to sit him down and begins to tell him. She's like, I need to tell you about someone when I was with your father, Dylan O'Malley. But then his cell phone rings and she's like, so and he's like, sorry, Ma, I got to get this business. So I know the next episode. Ooh, Gran, please don't tell me you had an indiscretion. Please don't tell me there's a long lost O'Brien sibling somewhere. <laughs> Who is Dylan O'Malley? First of all, I love the name Dylan. I just think the name Dylan O'Malley is also just, it just rolls off the tongue. I love it. But grand, grand, grand. But this goes to show you even everyone's not perfect. Because up until this point, grand was spotless and flawless. But even she has some skeletons in her closet. And when I tell you I can't wait for the door to be opened on that closet... I can't wait. You guys, we are getting closer and closer to the end of season one. I may just put the last three episodes together because I can't, I can't just keep doing this like this. Like I'm put, I feel like I'm putting myself through torture, giving myself a week to watch two episodes. So we will see what happens next week, whether I decide to just do seven or eight or do both seven through nine which would be the last three episodes of the season but thank you so much um be sure to leave me a voice message let me know what you think about this episode of chesapeake shores are you watching chesapeake shores even if you don't want to talk about chesapeake shores you just want to talk about hallmark also how about this i went live um last monday and i found out that chesapeake shores is based on a book series And I looked it up. It's about 14 books in that series. Now, I don't have the bandwidth to read it now, but that's going to be a bucket list read for sure, is to read the Chesapeake Shore series. Because both um, two people whose opinion I value said that the book series is better than the TV series. And they also said that the the TV series begins to go down from season two forward. So this is going to be interesting as I continue my journey on Chesapeake Shores. But in either event, I appreciate you taking the journey with me. me. Um, I like to call this Wednesday at the Shore. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Dear Hallmark. And I look forward to talking with you guys in the next episode.